0: Welcome to the British History Podcast. If you love British history, then you are definitely in the right place. My name is Philippa and I will be taking you through British history, the people, the events, the intrigue, some of the stories you may think you know, but you don't know them in the way I tell them. And then hopefully I will also be able to introduce you to something new too. Now this podcast is free and it always will be. But if you would like more history lover benefits, then please consider coming and joining me over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash British History. But for now, let's get into today's episode.
1: On well, thirtieth of May, thirteen eighty one so the beginnings of the Peasants' Revolt. This was in response to a new tax, but we need to go a little bit further back to understand how this came about. Earlier on in the century, the Black Death had claimed the lives of a third of the population of the country. This meant that the remaining labor force were getting more choice as to where they would work and they could go where they were paid higher wages. This was pushing up their wages and pushing up the costs of the wealthy landowners. So in the end, Parliament decided to put a stop to this free-market economy and they put a cap on wages. And they also encouraged the landowners to reassert their manorial rights. So tensions were already building when in 1380 a new poll tax was introduced. Now a poll tax means that everyone pays it regardless of their ability to. And this obviously, with the fact their wages have been kept down, created big dissatisfaction. On the throne was the boy king Richard II. He had become king at the age of 10 and so there was a council who were ruling on his behalf. So the people of the country didn't blame him, they blamed his council. And this would be important when the peasants did revolt because Richard stepped in. The revolt was led by a man called Wat Tyler and the rebels sieged London. They set fire to buildings, they murdered nobles lawyers judges people in senior positions who they had grievances against whether personally or because of their position they even stormed the tower of london helped by the fact that someone hadn't closed the gates but they got in and they found simon sudbury Simon Sudbury was the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Chancellor and when he was discovered in the Chapel of St John within the White Tower he was dragged up to Tower Hill where he was executed on a makeshift block. It took eight blows to sever his head from his body after which it was paraded around the City of London on a spike. This was a dangerous time. The King was in a very dangerous position. The whole Plantagenet line was hanging in the balance should anything happen to the boy king. Richard was 14 years old at the time and he rode out to meet the rebel leader at Smithfield, which at the time was on the outskirts of the city. The rebel army were gathered there with their leader Wat Tyler and Richard and his entourage were vastly outnumbered. Wat Tyler came towards the king, rode towards the king on his horse and reasserted Demands of the rebels for freedom and equality. The king agreed, but a scuffle broke out, and in the confusion, Wat Tyler drew his dagger. At which point, the mayor of London plunged his sword into Wat Tyler's neck, killing him. He fell off the horse, and the rebels drew their weapons ready to avenge his death. At which point, Richard spurred his horse toward the rebels, proclaiming, I will be your king, your captain, and your leader. It was an incredible thing to do and the crowd's mood calmed immediately. Richard also promised a pardon for all the rebels and they began to disperse. Richard, however, did not keep his promises.